Welcome to Sprouts, Radio from the Grassroots, a weekly program that showcases the stories and radio productions from this and many other community stations across the country. I'm Megan Shackelford. And I'm Derek Goodwin of Valley Free Radio in Northampton, Massachusetts. Megan and I co-host and produce a bi-monthly program called Vegan Radio. Today on Sprouts, we focus on the vegan cure. We'll be taking a look at the healing benefits of a plant-based diet. We'll also be talking to people who have alleviated symptoms or completely healed themselves from life-threatening illnesses by transitioning to a vegan whole foods diet. We'll also be talking to some experts in the field of vegan nutrition, including three doctors and a vegan chef who has written a book outlining a vegan detox diet plan. We're going to start the show by talking to Dr. Michael Greger, MD, about the general health benefits of a plant-based diet. Dr. Michael Greger, MD, is a physician, author, and internationally recognized speaker on a number of important public health and social justice issues. Dr. Greger is a general practitioner specializing in clinical nutrition and a founding member of the American College of Lifestyle Medicine. He is author of Carbophobia, The Scary Truth Behind America's Low-Carb Craze and has contributed to a number of other books on nutrition and food safety issues. Dr. Greger is a graduate of the Cornell University School of Agriculture and the Tufts University School of Medicine. Well, you know, the World Health Organization just uh, 2004 finally published their long-awaited global strategy on diet, which was unanimously endorsed by all 192 countries of the United Nations. The report blames the growing pandemic of global chronic disease on greater saturated fat intake from animal sources, reduced intakes of complex carbohydrates, dietary fiber, and reduced fruit and vegetable intakes basically blames, you know, kind of our global epidemic of obesity, cancer, heart disease, diabetes on basically the exactly the kind of diet that Americans eat. And some of these low-carb advocates push even farther in that direction. The World Health Organization, which unlike some of the U.S. governmental bodies, which have been unduly influenced by industry. The World Health Organization has been able to kind of maintain some kind of scientific objectivity, and they are calling for a a limitation of the consumption of saturated animal grease and what they call an increase in consumption of fruits, vegetables, beans, whole grains, and nuts. So those, so in their words, uh, a, a more plant-based or plant-centered diet. You know, your body wants to be healthy, right? I mean, you're, you know, it's only, you know, your body doesn't want to get cancer. So, I mean, only when you, you know, injure your lungs with every puff of every cigarette does over the long term one predispose, one increase one's risk. Whereas, you know, you start smoking, you stop, you know, much of the smoke damage can be healed. The same thing with the, you know, the inner walls of one's arteries. I mean, your arteries want to be healthy. Heart disease is not a kind of natural consequence of old age. There are areas in this world, like rural China, where basically heart disease is unknown until they start eating like us, and and we start damaging the inner walls of our arteries, building up these atherosclerotic plaques, this hardening of the arteries with saturated fat and cholesterol, and, uh, you know, and, and now in the... Uh, Western world, heart disease is the number one killer. And only if you, you know, with these daily, sometimes three times a day, you know, assaults on one's arteries, does one eventually lead, you know, come down with these kind of diseases. So at any point, we can stop that kind of continuous assault, eat 
um, healthier, and we can allow our bodies to uh, do some of that healing. Now, having said that, you know, you smoke for 50 years and then stop smoking, you know, your risk of lung cancer doesn't drop immediately. Um, it takes much time, and one may come down with lung cancer after all. It may have kind of been too late. The same thing with um, with plant-based diets. I mean, after eating, you know, after kind of coating one's digestive tract with milkshakes and, and, and chicken nuggets all one's life, one can't, you know, expect that instantly by all of a sudden eating healthier foods, fruits and vegetables, etc., that, um, you know, they'll be able to reverse a lifelong, um, you know, bad, uh, bad diet. But once one does... Um, start eating healthier. One can uh, slowly, you know, bring down one's cholesterol, better control one's weight, better control one's blood sugar and triglycerides. And so you can see, and that actually happens very quickly. I mean, within, you know, you can put people on these diets one week, two weeks, their cholesterol is better, their blood pressure is better, you can start getting people off medications. Um, but, uh, you know, that's really just the beginning. And the reason I do those labs is because. You know, it really, it really inspires people because they may not feel necessarily different, but you can say, well, wait a second. A week ago, you had elevated cholesterol. Now your cholesterol is fine. Your blood pressure is fine. We can get you off these medications. We can get you off these, some of these diabetes medications. Yeah. And that excites people. People do not want to take drugs for every day for the rest of their life. They're expensive. They may have side effects. And so, I mean, that's, that's, and so I can show them that indeed their body is going the right direction. And if they stick to it, if they really stick to it, um, then slowly but surely, you know, and we have, you know, we have actual, you know, diagnostic evidence. I mean, you can do, you know, uh, imaging inside people's arteries, these so-called nuclear spect scans, and you can actually see the blood flow to through the coronary arteries, the, the arteries that provide blood flow to the actual heart muscle to allow it to pump. These are the arteries that if you get a clog, you get a heart attack, it may die. And you can actually see the blood flow increase in these clogged arteries. Um, and indeed, we can reverse clinical heart disease. We can turn back these, uh, these symptoms. This is what Dr. Dean Orner showed back in 1990. Now he's working with cancer patients. He's trying to show that you may be able to reverse um, not just slow down or stop, but reverse progression of, uh, of diet-related uh, cancers like prostate cancer. And so this is a very exciting field. So unlike many of the rest of my colleagues, who's, you know, the best thing they can do all day is prescribe yet another drug to, you know, counteract the, the, the symptom that was, you know, the side effect of the drug that they gave last appointment. I mean, uh, you know, people continue to go to their doctors for advice about healthy eating habits, and what their doctors is telling them is killing them. The doctors doing lifestyle medicine can actually make people better and not just kind of control the symptoms. Craig Schweckel. We met Craig at the Boston Vegetarian Food Fest last year. Craig alleviated the symptoms of his type 1 diabetes on a plant-based diet and now no longer requires insulin. I uh, started looking into uh, alternate health care plans when I got diagnosed with uh, type 1 diabetes and uh, autoimmune disease that affects uh, people of all ages. I realized that I couldn't leave it up to the doctors because they didn't know what caused it, how to fix it, or what to do. So I took matters into my own hands, began investigating, and came up with no meat or dairy and st stuck with fresh fruits, vegetables, nuts, grains, no processed sugar, no processed salt, no processed flour and found that for about a month after I did a series of 10-day water fasts that I was able to go insulin-free. It greatly aided in the ability to regulate uh, blood sugar just by keeping it simple. So you keep the food simple and simple processing and the body's able to handle it. 
you remove the chemicals, you remove the stressors, and you relieve the uh, toxic load. Amazingly, the body works better. One of the problems that haunts type 1 di diabetics is they go to the other end of the spectrum where they overcompensate and remove all the carbohydrates and then they saturate their bodies with meat and dairy products. There's a very high instance of atherosclerosis and heart disease among uh, diabetics and that is one of the leading causes of diabetic death is plaque buildup on the arterial wall from too much meat and dairy products. Sarah Kramer is the author of How It All Began, one of the most popular vegan cookbooks of all time and its sequels, The Garden of Vegan and La Dolce Vegan. Before Sarah became vegan, she suffered from chronic fatigue syndrome. Sarah used a plant-based diet to heal herself from the ailment and has become so energized that she is now one of the best-known advocates of the vegan diet. I fell ill uh, probably about 15 years ago um, with a mysterious illness that no one seemed to be able to pinpoint what it was. Um, and it started to get progressively worse and worse it, to the point where I was bedridden for about three months. And I wasted away to about 82 pounds. So I was really, really unhealthy, really scared, too, that I was dying. So finally, I found a doctor who diagnosed me with chronic fatigue syndrome. Because I was so scared, because I, I was sick and I didn't know what was wrong with me, I started eating things that I thought were healthy, you know, in quotes. So I was, I was consuming a lot of dairy, and I had one doctor tell me I had to eat liver. You know, like, just anything. I was just doing anything I could to get better because I, I was so uh, afraid. And then I finally found this doctor who diagnosed me, and I started doing some research on chronic fatigue syndrome, and I, I, read, I didn't have the Internet then, so I read every book I could find in the library, and almost all of them um, pointed towards a, a plant-based diet. I started really concentrating on eating more whole foods and brown rice and fresh vegetables and, and all that stuff. Becoming vegan um, really sort of pointed me in a new direction and my health started to improve, among other things. It's been in the last um, probably five or six years that I've made a really big turn towards being really healthy in terms of my chronic fatigue. In fact, I'm, I'm seeing a new naturopath and, and we've decided that I don't have chronic fatigue anymore because I don't really fit the criteria anymore. I, I don't have a lot of the symptoms that I used to have. The most important lesson that I learned from my chronic fatigue and from being so debilitated was that when I was first ill, I really depended on doctors for information. And a lot of times they didn't have it for me, especially nutritional information. I found that a lot of GPs don't have a lot of background with some nutritional stuff. What I did learn was that I am in control of the ship. I'm the captain. <laughs> and so um, I, need, I needed to learn to take control of my health. So now I use my doctor as a guide and um, my naturopath as a guide. But I, I am the one who makes decisions, health decisions in regards to my body. And so it was really important for me to learn to, to take care of myself. Yeah, there's a lot of vegans who who uh, who are, you know, junk food vegans, and, and they're probably not as healthy as vegans who, who are sort of concentrate on more whole foods, you know, brown rice and, and all that stuff. I was doing a, a book signing once in Bellingham, and this kid stood up, and he was really sort of pale and waxy looking, you know, kind of yellow almost. And he's like, I've been vegan from six months and I'm just not feeling very good and I was like okay we well, don't look very good and I said what is it that you're eating like tell me a little bit about your diet and he's like well I'm really poor so I do a lot of dumpster diving and the only place in town that has vegan food is this bakery so I've been eating a lot of cake and I was like well there's your problem you know like he answered his own his own question. Harold Brown became well known in the animal rights movement as one of the subjects of the documentary Peaceable Kingdom. 
Harold grew up as a farmer in animal agriculture and learned to shut out his feelings for animals in order to make a living as a farmer. But he became interested in the vegan diet when his health began to fail from the effects of a diet based on animal protein. Along the way, he met some farm animals at an animal sanctuary that awoke feelings inside of him that he had long suppressed. Harold is now fit as a fiddle and works to help people start organic farms that will bring healthy plant foods into communities and support small farmers. Well, I started out on this journey. I was working in the dairy industry and I got injured. And uh, I found out from some blood work that was done, I had some health issues. And, and I was going down the same road as my, my father. So, and he had already had like two quadruple bypasses and a stroke. So I didn't want to go down that road. So I uh, started to get some education from this doctor and one thing led to another and I became a vegetarian without knowing it. Uh, he gave me some medical pamphlets and when I read those pamphlets I said, well, I can't eat this, I've got to limit this. And uh, my wife and I looked at it and said, well, can we do this? And she, she says, yeah, let's do it together. So we did. But we had become vegetarians, and believe it or not, at that point in my life, I didn't know what that word was. I never heard the word vegetarian. But when my family, you know, we have get together, and I said, well, I I'm not eating that. And it's strictly for health reasons. They couldn't support me on that. They were like, they became very angry. Long story short, I ran away from home. Um, my brother took over the farm, and I ran away, and I moved to Cleveland, Ohio. And that's where I hooked up with some people. I learned what vegetarianism was and what being a vegan was. Well, I was a vegetarian for one year, and then I became a vegan. When I started getting this information, it was like a no-brainer. Being a vegan is what I had to do for my health. I did that, and all of the markers that were in my blood work have disappeared. And as Caldwell Esselstyn would put it, my, my blood work now, I'm heart attack proof. My, all, the, all the markers like my homocysteines, my cholesterol, my um, liver enzymes, everything is, you know, is uh, at a point now that where I'm, you know, in excellent health. And I feel great. And people say, you know, they, they, kind of, they mention to me that it must be that good vegan living because I don't look as old as I am. Because they say, yeah, if you leave, live, uh, you know, a good vegan lifestyle that, you know, it takes 10 years off from you. And that's what people say about me and even my family remarks about they say you don't seem to be getting any older I don't know I mean that's kind of an anecdotal thing but I sure don't feel 10 years older and I'm sure I'm sure not in the condition my brother is he's younger than I am and he's on borderline type 2 diabetic he's on blood pressure medication he's on statins for his cholesterol you know he's, he's 40 45 pounds overweight he's going down the same path as the rest of my family because my whole family has died from predominantly heart disease but cancer Dr. Ruza Bogdanovich is a certified naturopathic doctor and author of The Cure is in the Cause. Dr. Bogdanovich became interested in alternative healing when her son was diagnosed with polio. She cured her son's illness with a raw vegan diet. What happened after my son uh, contacted polio from a polio vaccine, I was pretty devastated. Struggling with his condition where he was completely paralyzed, we we had a really hard time with the modern medicine because all they wanted to do is cut his ligaments, cut his feet off when he was 16 years old, do anything just to get him, you know, into what they, modern medicine knows about. And we were totally devastated, so we decided to take it a little further and try to go the most gentlest way, which is nature's way. And we found over the trials and errors that the only thing that ever worked for him was very light food that could actually feed the body and absorb the nutrients so the body can function. That seemed to really hit the spot. The hardest thing was people telling us how 
skinny he was and that he needs to eat some fats and burgers and you name it shakes and that will put a weight on him and it didn't work that way at all the more he ate stuff like that that the doctor recommended the, the worse his condition got so we started with microbiotic diet and that didn't work and then we went to a you know, raw vegan, and that was the only thing that actually cured him, and he's perfectly uh, at health now. When my son got better and he realized that this was the only thing that was working, he was so uh, happy, and I was in the process of writing a book, The Cures and the Cause, and um, in that book, I, I have a big chapter about his wishes. He said, I wanted to help all the other kids in the world, so we can't charge for kids. So the last 20-some years, we haven't been charging to help children get well. So we travel to Australia, New Zealand, Europe, everywhere, and we just help all the kids up to 18 years old for free. And we formed this foundation where we feel that it's not a child's fault for parents being ignorant. So because of that, we give children a benefit of the doubt and do it. When I take an ill child, whether it's got leukemia or cancer of any sort or anything, for in two weeks, their condition is uh, sometimes 100% improved. If you put them on a raw vegan diet, and organic, of course, and uh, parents are just so shocked because by the time they come to me and they get referred to me, they usually don't have any money for anything like we didn't. We tried searching for a cure, and the cure was right here within us. We didn't think it would work so fast. You know, we didn't realize that it would happen so quickly, but it does. So we have kids all over the world to prove that it works very fast with kids. You're listening to Sprouts, radio from the grassroots, a weekly news magazine produced by this community station and many others across the country. Dr. Ruth Heydrich is a world-renowned vegan athlete who healed herself from breast cancer on a plant-based diet and now competes in athletic events on a raw vegan diet. Dr. Heydrich is a six-time Ironman triathlon finisher, holder of more than 900 gold medals from every distance, from 100-meter dashes to 5K road races to ultramarathons and triathlons. She has completed more than 60 marathons all over the world, including Boston, New York, Moscow, and has held three world fitness records in her age group at the famed Cooper Clinic in Dallas, Texas. She also was named one of the top 10 fittest women in North America in 1999. She's the author of A Race for Life and co-host of a weekly talk show called Nutrition and You in Honolulu, Hawaii. Dr. Heydrich is a graduate of UCLA and holds a master's degree in psychology and a doctorate in health education. In 1982, I was a marathoner. I had been a daily runner for 14 years, thought I was the fittest, healthiest person I knew. Found a lump in my breast. They biopsied it and found out that it was breast cancer. I just could not believe it. There was nothing I was doing wrong. There was no cancer in my family. How could this have happened to me? Right after the surgery, I happened to see in the newspaper a little two-line ad that said, wanted women with breast cancer to participate in diet research study. And a light went off in my head. And I thought, maybe that's it, because that's the only other thing it could have been. Then I thought, no, not in my case, because I didn't eat red meat. I only had skim milk. In fact, it was powdered skim milk, uh, lots of chicken and fish, and 
I thought, well, I ought to find out and see what's going on. So I called the number, and it was Dr. John McDougall. Back in 1982, he was a struggling physician trying to figure out why people weren't getting well when they were doing the, the drug thing and the surgery, and people still had all their ailments. So I went to his office, and he told me what the study was. It meant giving up all animal products. And I said, but skim milk doesn't have any fat in it. And he said, ah, but it's got animal protein in it. And I said, well, if I have oatmeal for breakfast instead of bacon and eggs, what do I put in my oatmeal? And he said, apple juice. I said, oh. And while I was driving home, I'm thinking, apple pie is my favorite dessert, so obviously grains and apples go well together. So that was no problem. And he said, have brown rice and baked potatoes. And what I discovered was that discovered my tastes were changing and I loved the flavor of brown rice. I loved baked potatoes, didn't need to put butter on them. I just liked the flavor of fresh foods, vegetables. I tried all these new different vegetables and loved them, same with fruits. And one of the conditions of entering the study was that I not have chemotherapy and radiation because the study was showing that you could stop or even reverse the breast cancer by diet alone, that it wasn't the chemo or the radiation that was going to save my life. So right about that point, I also happened to be watching television, and I just happened on the wide world of sports, and I saw the Ironman triathlon. I was glued to the TV. I could not believe it, because it was taking place here in Hawaii. And I saw people swimming two and a half miles, getting out of the water, jumping on their bikes and biking around the island 112 miles, and then running a marathon. I thought, this is impossible. I knew what it was like doing a marathon. Then I thought, you know, swimming is not nearly as hard as running, and the bike, you just sit down, right, and move your legs. I thought, I'm going to try it. And then it dawned on me, oh, my God, lady, your life has changed. You're a cancer patient. And the other voice said, listen, you could be the first cancer patient to do the Iron Man. And then the other thought was, lady, you're 47 years old. That's really old because, you know, menopause is around the corner and life is, my thinking then was, it's downhill from there. And then I thought, well... I did some checking and found out no woman that old had ever done the Ironman triathlon. I thought, there's my challenge. And with my new vegan diet, I had so much more energy. My running speeds got faster. I added the swimming and the biking. And for good measure, I started weight training. And I was the fittest, healthiest I thought I was before, but now even better. I could not believe it, the transposition that was happening in my life. So I started entering all these races, getting ready to do something like an Ironman, and I found out that I was winning. And I thought, it's the diet. It's making all the difference in the world. I could do a race on a Saturday, get a first place, go home, eat my vegan diet, get a good night's sleep, and then get up Sunday morning and do another race and feel fantastic. 
And I'm now up to over 900 first place medals just from all the racing I do. And that's the other half of the formula is not just the vegan diet because you've got to exercise. You've got to use those muscles to make them strong or they atrophy. Alex Jameson. Alex's partner, Morgan Spurlock, directed the documentary Super Size Me, in which he ate only McDonald's products for 30 days and seriously compromised his health in the process. Alex developed a plant-based diet to help quickly bring Morgan back to good health. The documentary's popularity has spurred interest in the diet plan that Alex created, and she has recently published a book called The Great American Detox Diet, in which she outlines an eight-week program to restore health. We were watching TV after the huge Thanksgiving feast at his mom's house in West Virginia, and a spokesperson from McDonald's came on because they were talking about the two girls in New York City two teenage girls who were suing McDonald's for their obesity and their health problems. And the spokesperson from McDonald's was being interviewed on the news saying, you can't link our food to these girls being sick. You can't link our food to these girls being obese. Our food is healthy and nutritious and good for you. You know, I immediately got upset and started yelling back at the TV. And Morgan said, you know, the way they present this and the way they advertise their food, you should be able to eat it all the time and have no problem." They present it as a perfectly healthy part of everybody's daily life. You know, it was really a light bulb moment. He was instantly inspired and turned to me on the couch and said, I got a great idea for a movie. About a month and a half later, he started shooting Super Size Me and ate nothing but McDonald's for 30 days to see what would happen to his body. His cholesterol skyrocketed over 60 points, and his blood pressure was really high, and his liver was in terrible shape. I created a a vegan detox diet for him, and really, it was just a whole foods vegan diet. I think that a lot of people could be helped with their health problems by, quote-unquote, detoxing their diet by going to a whole foods vegan diet. And it wasn't just eating vegan, because you can be a junk food vegan or a junk food vegetarian and still drink sodas and vegan chips and vegan cakes and vegan cookies. But this was really taking the sugar out, taking the caffeine out, taking the refined foods out, and going for more of a macrobiotic-style vegan diet. After two months, he lost half the weight that he had gained, and his cholesterol, his blood pressure, and his liver function all returned to normal. So after eight short weeks, he really was able to repair his body. When the when the movie came out, so many people, hundreds of people emailed asking what was the detox diet that Morgan went on because they really saw themselves in the movie and wanted to know how Morgan fixed his health. I was very lucky that a publisher um, was interested in the idea, so I created this whole book uh, with about 100 recipes in it talking about what happened to Morgan, the state of our health in this country, and the Great American Detox Diet was born. The first half of the book is a discussion about what you can do in terms of eight weeks of changing your diet so that you don't go cold turkey if you don't want to. You know, you can make all of these changes overnight, but for some people that's impossible or very uncomfortable. So it's broken out into eight chapters of things you can do. And then there's about 100 recipes that help support those ideas. That's it for Sprouts. 
You've been listening to The Vegan Cure, featuring our guests Dr. Ruza Bogdanovich, Harold Brown, Dr. Michael Greger, MD, Dr. Ruth Heydrich, Alex Jameson, Sarah Kramer, and Craig Schweckel. Megan and I co-host the show Vegan Radio from Valley Free Radio in Northampton, Massachusetts. To find out more about Vegan Radio, including links to information about the people we featured on this show, please check out veganradio.com. Sprouts is distributed and coordinated by Pacifica Radio Network. Thanks to Michael Yoshida at Satellite Operations. If you or someone at your station has a radio production that you wish to rebroadcast on Sprouts to showcase it nationally, contact our air traffic controller, Ursula Rudenberg at U-R-S-U-L-A at Pacifica.org. That's U-R-S-U-L-A at Pacifica.org. This week's producer was Valley Free Radio in Northampton, Massachusetts, WXOJLP 103.3 FM. I'm Megan Shackelford. And I'm Derek Goodwin. See See you you next week week on on Sprouts. Sprouts.